Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hello, Christ Church and all of our friends joining us today. If you're with us on Facebook, say hello to other friends in the chat. Let us know you're here. If you're on the website, we would love to hear from you too. Send us a prayer request, a praise report. And of course, you can follow along with my outline on the website or the Christ Church app. I always like to ask, how are you doing today? How have things gone this week? I don't know about you, but sometimes an uneventful week is a real blessing. Maybe you've had that this week. I kind of have. And yet, whether uneventful or perhaps crazy, God is with us. In Jesus Christ, we have the promise that God's grace is sufficient for all we need. I hope whatever the week has been like, you've experienced the love and the grace of God the grace of Christ with you. And you know what? Your story about that is an encouragement to all of us. So share it. Amen? Amen. Today I'm continuing this message series I've titled, I Wonder. As we've been dealing with a lot of upheaval and turmoil in our lives, in our world as of late, as we continue dealing with this this coronavirus that none of us saw coming, as all of us have been making adjustments and are trying to find our way forward in the world, it's natural and it's okay to have big God questions. In the midst of difficult and trying times, we often wonder if there are reasonable answers to our big God questions. Story is told of a friend who was helping to paint the outside of his neighbor's home. The neighbor had a small dog that had a ritual of going to the back door of the house. 
Once the little dog took up his station at the back door, he would bark and bark until somebody finally got the message and let him out. So one day the friend was painting the outside of his neighbor's house when no one was home. The neighbor's dog started his ritual at the back door and started barking. He barked, barked, he barked all day long. The sad thing was that it never dawned in his little dog brain mind that all of his barking was totally useless. No one was home to hear it. Have you ever felt like that dog? You've prayed and prayed and prayed for something and there seems to be no answer. There seems to be no one home. Maybe you've begun to have this nagging question. I wonder why my prayers go unanswered. Well, hear this. You are not alone. In the scriptures, we see instances of followers of God who cry out and, and do not seem to have their prayers answered. Consider the experiences of Jesus and Paul. Remember, Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane for God to take this cup from me. But in the end, it didn't happen. And he went to the cross. And the Apostle Paul, he begged God to take away this thorn in his flesh in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. But God never did. Obviously, their prayers were not answered to their satisfaction. We can receive comfort from the fact that even Jesus and Paul went through times of fervent praying for God to do something and God didn't comply with their requests. We are not alone with what seems like our unanswered prayers. Perhaps you're thinking, well, wait a second. Didn't Jesus tell us in our text for today from Luke eleven nine, 9, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Yes, that is what he said. And his words are true. But we must first understand what prayer is before we can understand the truth and the power of Jesus' words. We have to understand the nature of prayer. You might put nature of prayer in the chat. Prayer is one of the most misunderstood and misused practices of our faith. And until we understand the nature of prayer, all of our barking and praying for an answer will leave us frustrated. Our wondering about unanswered prayer is often a misunderstanding about the nature of prayer. For some, prayer is understood as an exercise in magic. There are a number of popular religious books out there that seem to support this. People often believe that if they, if they say the right phrases or if they have the proper technique, they can persuade God to answer their prayers. There's an old story of a, of a monk who was bothered by mice playing around him when he prayed. To stop it, he got a cat and he kept it in his prayer room so the mice would be scared away. However, he never explained to his disciples why he had the cat. Well, one day, the monk walked down the corridors of the monastery and he noticed that each of his disciples had 
a cat in their prayer room. Well, after seeing the monk with a cat, they thought having a cat was the secret to powerful praying. I believe this is a parable for many Christians today. Many believe that that they have to do something special in order for God to hear them and have their prayers answered. You'll often see folks running here, running there to learn the latest prayer gimmick from self-proclaimed spiritual prayer gurus. But prayer is not rubbing a magic lamp. It's not presenting some Santa Claus in the sky with a list of things we want. Prayer is intimate communication with our Lord. It's as natural as turning around and speaking to a friend. More importantly, it's being quiet and still, listening to God and being transformed by what He is communicating to us. Prayer is vital. For how can we expect to be in a relationship with God if we don't communicate with God? Jesus taught us what prayer is by His own example. Just read through the Gospel of Luke and you will find Jesus praying consistently at every turn in His life. He prays as He senses God's call on His life. He prays before choosing His disciples. He prays as He serves and heals other people. He prays as He feels the demands and pressures of His ministry. He prays as He faces the cross. He prays as He finishes His work on the cross. Jesus is continually praying. You could say that prayer for Him was as natural as taking His next breath. He knew that in order to live out the life God called him to live, he needed to be continually connected to God in prayer. God was the source of his power. It was out of his own consistent prayer life that Jesus gives us the teaching that we find in Luke chapter 11. The disciples notice Jesus praying frequently and they finally get a clue. And they say, teach us to pray. They observe that prayer is a vital practice for Jesus, and they want to learn how to do it. What follows is a profound lesson from Jesus about prayer. However, notice that it is not a lesson in right technique. It's not a lesson in right phrasing. It's not a lesson in how to persuade God. Jesus' teaching about prayer from this parable is a lesson in persistence. Write persistence in the chat. Through the story of the man banging on the door all night and the repeated words, ask, seek, and knock, Jesus is telling us that effective prayer is consistent prayer. Effective prayer is a continual connection to God. If we look close at Luke 11 and the prayer that Jesus gives us, we'll also notice Jesus telling us what is perhaps the most important lesson about prayer. Effective prayer is not about what we can get from God, but about what we can receive from God. There's a big difference. For oftentimes, what we want from God and what we receive from God are two different things. Perhaps this could change are wondering about unanswered prayer. Maybe God has answered us and we just don't like the answer. 
Someone once said that God answers prayer in one of four ways. Yes, no, wait, and are you kidding? <laughs> Pastor Rick Warren says it this way. When the request is wrong, God says no. When the timing is wrong, God says slow. When you or I are wrong, God says grow. But when the request is right, the timing is right, and you and I are right, God says, go. Now, there's something somewhat simplistic about that, but there's some truth to it as well. There have been times in my own life when I've prayed for God to give me something and my prayers weren't answered, or so I thought. So after college, there was this girl that, uh, that I was interested in, but she wasn't all that interested in me. <laughs> but I prayed that God might change your heart. Well, He never did. I remember finally making peace with the fact that this relationship just wasn't supposed to be. About a month later, as it turned out, I met a young girl named Kathy, and she became my wife. I think Garth Brooks was on to something with his song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayer. Again, often what we want from God and what we receive from God are different things. Remember this, Jesus' words from our text today imply that God always answers prayer. In Luke 11.10, He reiterates, For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, bear in mind, God may not give us the answer that we want or answer us at the time we desire, but God always answers us. And remember this too, God will always answer us with our best interest at heart. Remember, Jesus said in Luke eleven thirteen, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is a great promise that should encourage us to pray all the more. Notice what Jesus does not say. He does not say, how much more will the Heavenly Father give you what you want when you ask for it? He says that those who ask Him will be given the Holy Spirit. This means that when we pray, God gives us what we need to be empowered and to grow. I remember playing with the pew pencils in church when I was a kid. The pencils always had these words inscribed on them. Prayer changes things. As I've grown in my faith, I've learned that indeed prayer does change things. But it's not God who changes, it's often me. There is a wonderful old, old phrase, prayer does not give us what we want, but prayer helps us want what we need. How true that is. You see, prayer is not designed to change or persuade God. It's designed by God to change us. Prayer is a spiritual discipline through which we are formed into disciples of Jesus Christ.
I believe this is what Jesus is driving at in his teachings about prayer in Luke's gospel. When we ask long enough, seek hard enough, knock loud enough, when we persist in prayer enough, something happens inside of us. The discipline of prayer begins to awaken us to the Holy Spirit within us and our motives and our desires begin to change. It's like the persistence of our praying becomes the axe that breaks up the frozen numbness of our souls. The power and the wisdom of God break in and we begin to be formed by the very will of God. This is what persistent prayer does. As we persist in prayer, as we continue to ask, seek, knock, we move closer to God in prayer. And as we move closer, we find that we do not get what we want from God. We get something better. We get what we need. We get what God wants. We find that as we begin to move closer to God, we begin to desire what God desires. That's how prayer changes things. That's how prayer changes us. So that what we ask for or knock for or seek for becomes what God so desperately wants to give us. That becomes the great story of the change God works in us. The truth of Jesus' words come to life so that what we pray for we truly receive. It's a sacred surprise. Soon we begin to pray a prayer that God always answers with a yes. We simply pray, O oh Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I surrender to what you want. I surrender to your will. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank You for Jesus' teaching and example for us when it comes to prayer. At times, it can seem like our prayers are going unanswered, and that's hard. Lord, Your Word, Your Holy Spirit provide us insight. Sometimes our understanding about prayer needs adjusting. Prayer is not magic. It's about a relationship, a relationship with you. It's about trusting and persisting, knowing that you do answer our prayers, but often differently than we imagined. Lord, help us persist in asking, seeking, knocking, trusting your answer will be just what we need. In Jesus' name we've prayed, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hey, I hope the message spoke to you today. As we grow closer to God in prayer, we desire what God desires. Change happens. It happens in us. If you have questions about the message, let me hear from you. If you'd like to visit more about having a new relationship with Jesus Christ, I would love to visit about that too. Hey, maybe you've joined us today and you've got prayer requests or praise reports. Send them to us. We want to hear from you. 
You can use the app. You can go to the website. Hey, has God been blessing your life? You know what? Giving back is one of the best ways we can thank God for His goodness. So you can text to give. You can go to the app. You can go to the website, mail in contributions. Hey, thank you for your generosity and your partnership in this ministry. Be sure to take advantage of all of our discipleship opportunities and find all the information you need on our website, cumctulsa.com. God bless you today. Remember, Jesus teaches us to persist in prayer, even when we don't seem to see the answers. Look forward to these upcoming opportunities. For now, what does it mean for you to keep asking, keep seeking, Keep knocking in your everyday relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, in your prayers. Hey, Lisa. Yeah, Brittany. So my friend Tony asked me not to say his name backwards. Oh, I said, why not? Save the date for the For the Master Jim Curtis Memorial Golf Tournament. The tournament will be held at LaFortune Park's Par 3 course on June 12th at 8.30 a.m., followed by a hamburger lunch. We are excited to be able to host our summer upward basketball camp again this year. Kids entering kindergarten through sixth grade are invited to join us June 14th, 16th, and 18th. The camp is intentionally designed to develop the total athlete, mentally, athletically, spiritually, and socially. Registration is now open, but space is limited. You can sign your kids up online through May 21st. Parent to Parent is for families with young children who want to be the best parents they can be. It's like being surrounded by a big hug from supportive friends. Anyone is welcome to join. The next meeting is Sunday, May 2nd at 4.30 p.m. You can find all this information on our website, cumctulsa.com.